Pastor Gustav. Come on, let's give him a round of applause. Come on, we don't applaud the man, but we applaud God inside of the man. And I know you're going to be blessed tonight. So come on, there's some empty chairs. Bill, come on, bring everyone up. Doug, what are you doing back there? Come on, let's come up. Get under the spout where the glory comes out. Come on, there you go. (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Well, thank you, Pastor Philip. And all the wonderful people, give your pastor a God bless you. Tell them they're awesome. In South Africa, we don't say pastor. They don't understand what we're saying. We say pastor. So they say, if we say it here, they say, is it pasta? Pasta you're talking about. You know, macaroni. But um, uh, we're just glad that we can be here. And Yaku, that's with me, uh, one of the pastors that... We've got, we run 16 services on a Sunday in different venues, and uh, our mission is to change lives, and uh, we are here on the face of the earth with great assignment. So greetings from South Africa, Uh, and uh, we were supposed to fly out today, and we extended our stay until Monday when we fly out, and um, because we just felt that's needful that we do that. For the ministry's sake, so tomorrow night we'll be somewhere, Friday night, we'll be somewhere Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night, fly out Monday. So please keep us in prayer. Well, I want to share a word that want to help people. My, my assignment in life is to unlock greatness in people. I truly believe that the body of Christ suffer of two severe illnesses. The one is deafness and the other one is dumbness. Help me, somebody. And, uh, and, and I'm here to get people to get their spiritual hearing in line and to start saying what the Lord is saying. Now, now uh, this life is a journey. We know it. And life is not always so kind. Can I get an amen? Uh, life got, will take you in different directions. You will go upheaval, downheaval. <laughs> you go through storms. And there's difficult situations that come, but Paul gives us a word from the throne of God that no matter what, you can make it. And that's why, because while you're on the face of the earth and on this journey, we are dealing with a real devil. Now, I promise you, it's not your mother-in-law, it's not your husband, it's not your wife, it's not the neighbor, it's not the chihuahua. It's not the goldfish in the pond. There's a devil out there with your name on the hit list. Because the reason he's put your name on the hit list, he wants to take you out. He knows how dangerous you can be 
when truth is revealed on the inside and you start living what's happening on the inside to the outside. Help me, somebody. And uh, that's why I want to give a theme tonight to say, you are a prophecy and you must happen. Now, 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 to understand that, a lot of people think we only exist on the face of the earth because mommy and daddy is so in love and we came forth. No, 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 no. God had a divine plan because God never created anything without a reason and for, without a divine purpose. Come on, people. All of us in this room, it's going to end up somewhere. But only a few people will end up with purpose because that will be the ones that embrace the truth of the word so that we can move. Now, I have learned in my life as we travel, there's a thing that we are afraid of, afraid of getting hurt. Help me, somebody. And because you are afraid of getting hurt, you start building up walls and barriers and limitations in your mind that later develops in a fortress and you start living in a smaller world than what God has planned for you. Help me, somebody in this house. Now, what I mean with that, because John had this awesome revelation and he made a declaration. He says, somebody say, say greater. He says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. So tell your neighbor, say, you are a billion times bigger on the inside than on the outside. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And that's why I want to help you to start living out of the condition that we can break down the barriers and the limitations and start being everything that God wants you to be. Now, now, 2012 is an interesting year because it's the year of complete wealth. Body, soul, spirit, your everyday living, because it's a year of establishment. It's a year of fulfillment of expectations. Help me, somebody. What I expect will happen, because the law of expectation says, how longer you expect something to happen, that's the end result you will experience. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't expect calamity. I don't expect the negative influence. I am expecting everything that God wants me to be, will be in this 2012, the new year without fear. Help me, somebody. My Lord, it's a year of godly government. It's the year of the assignments of people that needs to be unlocked. So tell your neighbor tonight, say, neighbor, the good news is the unemployment office of heaven are closed. So you've got a assignment on the face of the earth to complete. Now, now, uh, I heard people say the double portion. I don't believe in the double portion because that's an Elijah and an Elisha thing under the old covenant. I believe in the fullness. Somebody say the fullness. Because if you understand the fullness, when the Holy Spirit came and he dwells on the inside of you, he did not bring a portion of him. He comes with the fullness. And if the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of you, come on, people, it will quicken this mortal body. And that's why the fullness is on the inside of you. Philippians, and I'm going to read chapter 4. Verse number 13. And I want to give you a few minutes, some information 
and unlock the truth in your heart. You are a prophecy. You must manifest on the face of the earth. Now Paul comes and he brings a word. He starts off with, I can do all things. You see, the enemy tries to tell you, you cannot. He wants you to walk around with the idea, you are a mistake. Now, how many times that we question our existence and the very reason that God called me? Was this the plan of God? Help me that I make the right decisions. Why is the children so haywire? Why is this happening with me? Why is the storm coming against me? You see, when the 12 people was in the boat, my Lord, the fear kept them in the boat because they were fearing what was happening outside the boat. And there the solution was coming, walking on the water to give them the answer to their condition. And they were fearing the answer. Help me, somebody. And that's why God is dealing with us in this year, a new year without fear. My Lord, dream the biggest dream you've ever dreamed. Put your expectation high. Raise the bar to another level. Come on, church, because God, the harvest is on the agenda of the Lord in the season that we are. And that's why when Paul comes with a word, it contradicts emotions. It contradicts feelings. It contradicts what I experience right now. It contradicts what the doctor said and the bank manager said and he said and she said and they said what it is it says I can do all things now the moment when he said that he meant not in your own ability with your own strength with your own power with your own means with your own limitations it means I can do all things through Christ hallelujah who strengthens me Tell somebody, say, lovey, you're going to make it, hallelujah. I may not like what I see right now. I may not like what I experience right now. But I'm going to tell you, I like what I read. And I like what I see in the scripture. That the word gives me a promise. I can do all things, hallelujah, through Christ who strengthens me. Listen, prophecies are God's word spoken at a time in God's agenda concerning you. Jeremiah, God called him for a divine plan. He said, I've called you to be a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah Operate in the same level that we sometimes operate with the enemy that's against us. We think he's a good friend, but he's actually an enemy. And that's called excuses. And he came and he said, Lord, I'm too young. And he gave God the long list from Florida Boulevard to the I-12. And then the Lord revealed to Jeremiah, he's a prophecy. He must happen. Jeremiah, 
before you were formed in your mother's womb, I have called you to be a prophet to the nations. Before. That means somewhere in the mindset of God. God had Jeremiah's whole life planned out. Now all of us, we like Jeremiah 29, 11. Some people want it on their tombstones. Some want it embroidered on their underwear. Some want a tattoo somewhere on the body. But with the idea of Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I have about you, my Lord. No thoughts of evil. That tells me tonight that a heavenly Father has planned, listen family, and orchestrate your life with a divine plan so that only you can fulfill what needs to happen. Help me. That's why you are a hurricane survivor. Because storms comes and floods come against you. Not because you did something wrong. The enemy is afraid. You discover the very essence that you're so valuable for God. And if he can't smuggle with your mind To tell you, because you see, when the twelfth was in the boat, as long as the storm was outside the boat, that was not the problem. They was afraid that what's outside will get in the boat, and then they're going to sink. But the solution for their condition was not, my Lord, to get in the boat, was to get out of the boat and start water walking, because God's divine plan is, listen family, he will use the foolish things of the earth to confound the wise. Now I believe I walk and live the word faith. And people tell me that's nonsense. Come on, have you heard it? The moment when pastor shared his vision. Most people's minds start running with calculators and with the money issue and the economy. And he said, the president said, the banker said, but God never operate in that dimension because God operates in the level of not writing on the budget, but do the vision. Because the moment when I am on assignment I will always be reminded for me to complete my assignment will cost the supernatural intervention of God to help me. Paul says that's why I can do it through him. The one who conquered death, the grave, hell, every demonic spirit, every sickness, every sin, every condition, and he shout out, it is finished, so that I and you can walk in the complete work of Calvary. Come on, people, my Lord. That's why Paul addressed the issue. He says, we were crucified with him. We were buried with him. We were resurrected with him, and we ascend with him, and now we are seated with him. In heavenly places. In other words, I am seated above the storm, above the situation. 
above what's released on the face of the earth with all the problems and difficulties and they try to get the daylights of fear in people that people will not be able to believe that they are on the face of the earth because God has orchestrated for you to be here as a, in a time such as this. Believe me, if I would be in the time of Moses, I would be a useless Hebrew because I hate sand. Help me somebody. Lord, I live near the ocean. If they can plant grass right into the ocean, I'll be every day at the sea. But I hate sand. That's why God did not let me live there. He know how my mind was working. I am here in the 21st century church. Come on, church, with an assignment in life, my Lord. And I refuse to complete my assignment without living it to the full capacity because God's grand design about you is for maximum efficiency, hallelujah, to have a great impact on the face of the earth so that you can change atmosphere. Somebody shout and say, I'm going to change the atmosphere. And that's why you need to understand when God spoke to Jeremiah, Jeremiah suddenly grasped the revelation. I am a prophecy. Four things and then I'm done. Somebody say, thank God he's got a short breath tonight. Four things I want to help you. Because if you are God's word spoken at a time in God's calendar, listen family, that means God's got a targeted end for you to make your journey on the face of the earth. What God is describing right through the word is a positional son and daughter of God. It amazes me. Been 42 years serving God. Just entered into the 38th year of ministry. How we as Christians are trying to work out the 666 and who's the Antichrist. Now, I don't have a problem with that. But scripture tells me the world don't even care about that. Romans, Paul addressed the church in Rome. He says, earth is waiting on a revelation or the revealing of the true sons or children of God. Now, Paul tells us who they are. He says, those who are led by the Spirit will be the sons of God. And what is happening in this year is godly rule coming under godly authority so that we can experience when the oil flows down that you will experience it as it flows from heaven right on you and through you not diluted or polluted, but that you will be in alignment so that we can complete this race that we are on. And for Jeremiah to grasp what God was saying, he had to deal with barriers, limitations, 
and walls up here. Ladies and gentlemen, our biggest enemy is up here. The thoughts that we are dealing with every day. What a Satan strategy. Self-doubt. If other people don't believe in you, that's okay as long as you believe in you. But the moment when you are doubting yourself, you are in big trouble. Help me somebody. Because excuses here tells me that Jeremiah was at the brink of self-doubting. And this is what happens, number one. You are a prophecy, so God watches over his word. God asked Jeremiah a question, what do you see? I may ask you tonight, what do you see for your future, for your now, and for time to come? What you see will be the attraction for your direction. And Jeremiah answered him. Now in our Afrikaans Bible, they use the word wakkerboom, awakening tree. That's the almond tree. What do you see? I see the awakening of the almond tree. And God said, that's how awakened I am over my word to perform it. Help me somebody. You are a word that was spoken into existence. God has given you the Holy Spirit. There's angels on assignment concerning your life. So that you, listen family, will experience because God has awakened over his word. He will always bring a word for direction. Now most Christians, and I know it's not in America, only in Africa, they want direction but not correction. Because if you need direction, you're going to need correction to bring you in direction. You see, it's the same principle. If you want to be in authority, you need to be under authority so that the fullness can manifest through you. What happens here, God said, I am awakened over my word to perform it. He has given us the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, so that the word can manifest. And I used the term earlier, God will use the foolish things. No general of an army tells you with a sea in front of you and the enemy behind you, you can overcome with a stick in your hand. And when people told me faith is nonsense, I said, that's right. It makes nonsense. Because Moses, what do you have in your hand? A stick. Stretch it out and the water departed. 
No general will tell you to win the war. You put the choir and the musicians and the band in front of the soldiers and here you going, you in minority, while the majority are like a plague of locusts. Except Jehoshaphat. Nobody will believe that five loaves of bread and two fishes of a little boy can feed the multitudes except the little boy who let go it out of his hand and he walked away with 12 baskets of leftovers. You see, it's foolish things. Your and my assignment, when God gives you that instruction, when he told pastor to start this ministry, my Lord, the testimony, how it starts. Sometimes we wonder, God, what's happening? You've got the wrong person. Help me. Because you heard me saying, if I was God, I wouldn't choose me. But you see, family, when God's got a plan and assignment, it will come in the time when you don't have the means, not the qualification. You don't have the, 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 the money to do it. You don't have my Lord. And the Lord said, do it. Why? Because you are a prophetic word that will never return void or without the manifestation of that word as long as you stay in alignment of what God requires. Number two, you must happen. You must happen. Esther enter into the king. They even bathe her in milk and do all kinds of things to get favor. But when she entered in, the scepter was raised. Because you were born for a time such as this. We, we composed the song that we sang in our church and it's on our DVCDs. We were born for a time such as this. Concerning that you are a word that must manifest in the season. Matthew chapter 24, 35, Jesus said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Number three, you are dealing with a situation that's full of wrath. I have learned, if you are doing nothing for God, no opposition, but announce your assignment People comes out of the closet that moment. You see the revelation of enemies and friends. Help me somebody. Because family, 
Satan is full of wrath against you. He's afraid you're going to discover truth because it's not knowing only the truth. It's doing the truth that brings freedom. Hallelujah. And that puts you in another dimension of greatness. And that's why he wants to hinder for you to start moving in that great revelation that I am what the Word says I am. I can do what the Word says I can do. And I will achieve what the world says I will achieve. Revelation chapter 12, 17, and the dragon was wrath with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, who's the remnant of the seed, who keeps the commandments and have the testimony of of Jesus Christ. Help me somebody. Revelation chapter 19 10 says. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me. See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren. That have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus. Is the spirit of prophecy. That means tonight, those who have the testimony of Jesus' family are carriers of his prophecy. Hallelujah. And I've discovered something. There's a lot of people that can prophesy. There's a lot of people, they don't see visions, they see visions. But God... When he said something, it will surely come to pass. That's why on your journey you'll discover problems attacks your promises. Calamity wants to invade your assignment. Destruction wants to derail the very plan of God. And the key point is somebody say, Focus tonight. And the last one is. There's a warfare dimension. Everything possible that we want God to do for us. Was already done. Thousands of years ago. Jesus said I've done it. I've paid it all. It's a done deal. It's not works that's going to help me. It's now embracing the truth of the word. That by his stripes I am already healed 2,000 plus years ago. I'm going to walk now in the finished work of Calvary. And the manifestation of his word must happen. Help me. My need shall supply according to his riches. Your assignment needs his riches. Come on, people. My Lord, when, when, when our country was taken over, they put people in position. What did not know from a bar of soap how a computer operate? They just pressed the lead buttons. They never had backup systems. They demolished insurance companies. People's pension was, my Lord, listen, but God works in the system of, listen, family, You need to understand nobody and nothing except you yourself can hinder 
for you to manifest on the face of the earth. Because my God paid the full price. Paid for every sinner. Every sickness. They put me years ago in a television program here in America. And they asked me a question and they thought that's a tricky question. They start off, do you believe that your God is a God of love? Amen. Why will your God then, because you preach about repentance and all these things, cast people into hell? I said, very easy. Because of a choice. Just a choice. Nothing else. A choice. We've made the choice that we accept him as Lord and Savior. And that's why he made us ambassadors, kings, priests, and prophets. We are royalty. Come on, people. We've got a position to live out in heavenly places seated. But the enemy wants to attack our position that we will have a condition. And when my condition doesn't line up with my position, I will never live out that I am a prophecy that must happen. Hallelujah. Paul spoke these things. Jesus, my Lord endorse it that he has made you this a king and a priest and a prophet and ambassador that means you are a ruler Satan cannot do what he wants to you've got authority and dominion and jurisdiction over his works and plans in Jesus name and that's why the fourth one is 1 Timothy 1 18 And I'm closing because we want to pray with one, two, three, four people. Listen what Paul writes to his spiritual son. And he tells him this awesome truth. He says, 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Gustav, what must I do? Develop a warring, winning spirit. Come on, people. Get that fighting spirit back. Refuse to let go. Refuse that the enemy can devour your family and your children and situations and your business. Refuse it. Take it back because you are a prophetic word from the throne of God that needs to manifest on the face of the earth. The four things is God watches over his word. You must happen. The devil is full of wrath against you, but you've got the victory because you are the, you because Jesus Christ, you're part of the seed, and you keep the word of the Lord, and that's why you are a prophecy. And number four, there's a warfare dimension that you walk in as an overcomer, a champion, and as a person of authority. I've buried my mother six weeks ago. Very tragic event. That happened last year when I normally flee, fly a Wednesday out of South Africa, arrive here the Thursday, and then start immediately ministering. And just before I flew out the Monday, 
we got a hotel and uh, Brother Bull and them Muskay and Helga and Pastor David and them there stayed there. We had to snatch it out of the hands of the prostitute organization for the soccer bit. And I was at the hotel. We had a guest speaker. And the lady that stays at the back, she's 76 years of age. She and my sister was on the way to my mother. My mother is 82. And they say they're going to bake some rusks there at something with sourdough that they do and like bread and then dry it in the, the low oven. And never heard from mother that day, that night. Mother phone. Now, weeks before that, she started with the story. My mother was powerful. God used her in the 70s to mighty miracles. But the church did not understand the function of a woman. They think she's only going to have babies and make tea and maybe wave a flag in the church. That's all. So they oppressed her. So my mother became through the years very frustrated and at a time bitter. And she said, oh, you know, God just use you like a lemon, suck you out, then he throws you out. Mother, don't say that. She said, that's how I feel. Now, she was very outspoken. And so Monday night, I received a phone call. She said, did you hear about the palaba in my house? I said, no. She said, Auntie Bucky decide to die in my house today. I said, Mother, don't say this. She said, yes. She said she was busy with the dough. And the next moment, I heard everything got silent. And when I looked up, I saw her color change. Her eyes was closed. And my mother was frail, and she stood up. She and my sister had medical background. And they put her on a chair, but she was gone. Color change, no heart, no pulse, no nothing. Because she suffers of a severe heart condition. And my mother said, Tossie, that's my sister, get Opa Conrad, that's my mother's husband. Now he's 70. There's some people, the young 70s, but Opa Conrad is an old 70 because he's got problems and he needs to climb off that roof. And... uh, my mother said, when Tossie went, she said, I thought by myself, I'm 82, I'm not going to move out of my house because I don't stay in a place where somebody died. So Auntie Bucky's just got one chance. She's going to woke up, get back in life, go to her own home and die there, but not in my house. And my mother started rebuking the spirit of death. And called this woman back and she came back to life. And she testified I was dead but I am alive. She was at my mother's funeral and she sat there and I told the story to the family. And everybody that was there and I said, is that the truth? Yes, that's the truth. After that, just before I flew out here the Wednesday, my mother phoned me. She said, Goosey, do you think the Lord was trying to tell me something? Do you know God tries to tell us something by doing suddenly the unexpected for us, not for him, and the suddenness in our lives? Why? Because you are a prophetic word that must come forth. God could have 
could have. It's in his ability, his power to take angels that will immediately hearken to his voice. But he passed Gabriel and Michael, all the angels in heaven, and he said, you are the one. You are the one. You, you love him. You, you, everybody. Because God believes in you, that you can do it. That's why Jesus said, lay your hands on the sick, and they shall be healed. Cast out demons. Raise the dead. Some of the ladies, husband, you are a survivor of Mark chapter 16. You will eat deadly things and you will not be killed. So you've made Mark 16 through that. So this is the mission now. Start laying your hands. Go and preach the gospel. When the lost make disciples. The assignment tonight, you are a prophetic word. You must manifest. And if you're in this building tonight to say, I hear the word, suddenly things are opening for me because the barriers that I've built up and the walls that came in my mind through resistance and I'm afraid of pain, I'm pulling them down tonight. I'm thinking outside the box. I'm going to be everything God wants me to be. If that's are you tonight, stand with me please right now if you want to. Hallelujah. In my country, when they put a gun in your back, your hands automatically goes up. I hands up. Let's hands up tonight for the Lord. Because you see, this is the thing with God. God doesn't want only you to dedicate yourself to him. He wants you to give yourself to him. Because if I only dedicate, I'm still in control. But when I give myself over, everything I am, everything I have, everything I ever will be belongs to him. Father, we are standing in your presence right now. And the anointing of God is in this building. I come against every wall, every barrier, every limitation, every whisper of the enemy that tries to tell people they cannot and why not and they should not and they are not. I come against that in the name of Jesus. We enter into to the finished work, hallelujah. He has risen east. The, the cry out on the inside of us. And because he's alive, we are alive. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, and that's the echo tonight in this building. Here at heart is that people are shouting, I can do all things. Everything that seems impossible is after tonight no longer possible, Hallelujah. Every assignment, every plan, no excuses will withhold us to do what we need to do because the solution for the storm is in this building. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit. We declare tonight, 2012, our new year without fear, and we're going to make it. Right now, 
Let there be an impartation of greatness and of anointing of faith rise up in hearts. And that people will not fear the storm and fear the solution. Because when Jesus said, fear not, it is I, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come. And the word was come. I've got the solution for your situation. And we say thank you right now. Walls are coming down. Barriers are broken. In Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Give somebody a high five. Say you are a prophecy and I am a prophecy. We must happen. We must happen. We must happen, lovey. We must happen in the name of Jesus. We would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.